Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks as we continue on with these songs of the night as we're going through the book of Psalms on, on this great Friday morning and we're looking at Psalm 88. We've got to be honest with you right off the bat, right off the bat, we, we looked at that and we said to ourselves, there's a little bit of negative juju going on with this Psalm, Stephanie Wesco. And did you see that there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this guy's having a rough time. You know, his life's rougher than a night in jail right now, but you know, sometimes... Sometimes we find ourselves in that position. Sometimes, you know, things are rough and uh, everything is not roses, as you know. And so this is, uh, so here we are and we're getting ready to do this, but we have a segment, Steffi. Steffi, yeah. Did anyone ever call you Steffi? Mm, I don't know. Probably. Um I've called my daughter that many times, so. Yeah, so Stephanie's daughter is Steffi to everybody, just about. I mean, her mom calls her Stephanie once in a while, but she's Stephanie. Steffi, you got to break that up. And, of course, I call Stephanie Stephaniah, her biblical name, and uh, uh, and uh, among other weird things. But So we have this we have this segment. So, by the way, Steffi is our third oldest child. So we have our third youngest child, third from the bottom, fifth oldest, right? Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, yeah. no, no. Fifth, right, yeah, because Steffi mm-hmm. falls right in the middle. So she was the second batch of four. She started the second batch of four and gave you the first girl. That's right. Yeah, yeah, so she had a first girl, and then she brought in Emmy to make sure that all girlness was covered. And I think between Steffi and Emmy, they hold their own with their six brothers. But They do, yes. Yeah, but anyway, so we have this segment, and uh, we've changed it around from the knuckleheaded segment to a positive side. And we need positive, especially with this song. But So uh, why don't you go ahead and open that up for us, Stephanie? All right. Oh, Lord, God of my salvation, I've cried day and night No, wait a minute, wait a minute. See, you forgot to open up the segment. Oh, I'm sorry. My brain. Yeah, yeah. And and you really have no excuse. At least, you know, I was burnt out from being raised in the 70s and stuff, but... I just have a headache from retreatment. I'll blame it on that. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't think anyone here is judging you as long as you get right to the segment here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Doug. So um, what, what is some words of wisdom? What are some words you have for us today concerning um, being right with God? There you go. You might be right with God if you listen to this podcast. Because this podcast is a Right With God podcast. And so with that, we're going we're gonna to let Stephanie go ahead. She, she really wanted to go ahead and read that. We're going to let her read the first nine verses over here and uh, Psalm number 88. And we're going to hop right in and see what God's Word has for us today. All right. And I'm trying to remember you said through verse 9, right? Yes, please. 
O Lord God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee, incline thine ear unto my cry. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that hath no strength. Free among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, whom thou rememberest no more, and they are cut off from thy hand. Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness, in the deeps. That thy wrath lieth hard upon me, and thy, thou hast afflicted me with all thy waves, Selah. Thou hast put away mine acquaintance far from me. Thou hast laid, made me an abomination unto them. I am shut up, and I cannot come forth. Mine eye mourneth by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon thee. I have stretched out mine hands unto thee. Yeah, so we think this, the authorship, obviously, to the sons of Korah, we, uh, one of my commentaries believes this is a guy named Heman, uh, the Ezraite. They, they believe, in, and we think, we're not sure, but certainly as Stephanie and I looked at this and as we researched this out, we really think this guy is at the end of his life. We think there's, and, and you know what, uh, folks, you know, that's going to come for all of us, and we never know uh, when the end of our life is going to come, do we? I mean, you can be perfectly healthy. Things can be going great. Uh, uh, you, you just never know. But in this guy's case, he knows something's going on. He's, he knows he's not doing great. And uh, he knows where he's got to go, and i got to give him credit for that. So coming right out of there, he says, O oh Lord, God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. Now, doesn't that remind you? You know that sermon I preach out of Mark chapter 5 about the maniac of Gadara who uh, it says in always, night and day, he was crying and cutting himself with stones. Remember that over there? We're talk, mm -hmm. talking about that maniac yeah. Gadara who was possessed yeah. by the devil and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy seems to kind of be in that same kind of place. I, I don't think he's possessed by the devil, but I think he's in that place where he thinks everything's over. Because I believe that guy in Mark chapter 5 was just sitting around waiting to die when God came along. I think when the water got still there in Mark chapter 5, I think when those boats were crossing the Sea of Galilee, I think when everything was different, you know, that the, the water got flat and the other boats had already turned around and ran away, I think when everything was different, I think all that equals uh, that, hey, this guy knew he could have a life. But prior to that, he's thinking, my life's over. I'm crying. I'm cutting myself with stones. I'm just trying to feel good. I'm just trying to do something in my life that makes me feel good. He was trying to internalize that. But that day when that, that still got, see, this guy knows, this Ezraite, he knows that he needs to go to God. So right out of the shoot, right there in verse 1, he begins this idea of coming to the Lord by faith and faith alone. And he says, let my prayer come before thee, incline thy ear unto my cry. So what a thing to say to God. When do we say that to God, Stephanie? When do we, uh, when do we go and say that to him? Wow. I think anyone who's been in the midst of any kind of trauma or hurting, suffering situation has, has been at that point. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he's making it very clear out of the gate. Um, this is very serious. I mean, it's left left him day or night. It doesn't matter. This is this is a very heavy. He's in a very heavy place, heavy situation here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there there's something going on here. Uh, I I mean, when do you go to God? Well, we always need to go to God, no matter how we feel, no matter how impossible our circumstances are. We can go to God. 
That's, mm-hmm. that's one thing we learned in the New Testament there in Mark chapter 5, right? And we also learn that here, no matter how bad things seem, no matter how impossible life is, no matter how weird the world feels to us, no matter where we're at, uh, we can go to God. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what's going on here. This guy's going to God saying, Lord, I, I need you. And uh, I, I need you to do these things. I need to get through those things. And then he starts talking about the junk he's going through. Now, we've mentioned this before, Stephanie. We've talked about how it's therapeutic, how it's healthy, how it's godly, how it's right to call out to God things we're going through. Mm-hmm. And what, what's the first thing he's going through here? Look at that. It says, for my soul is full of trouble, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. So what is he telling us? Well, I, I think he's for, for sure, um, I think he's, he's in depression, and I would almost dare to say he's he's suicidal in the sense of he's lost his will to live. He's lost a purpose for living. And I think I read that the first time my soil. You know, I got to do something about eyeglasses. I'm telling you, the VA sent me a bad prescription. But anyway, <laughs> if I... T- <laughs> If I, if I take them off, I read better. That's just the sadness of the whole thing. But uh, he said, <laughs> it's saying, man, man, I can't see a thing. But anyway, it's not soil. It's soul, Doug. Soul. I'm a soul man. That's a song you wouldn't understand. But anyway, it says, my soul is full of troubles, and my life draweth nigh unto grave. And I think you have it, Stephanie. I mean, he's... He's saying, man, there's, you know, maybe I'm dying. Maybe people are trying to kill me, but the end is near. So mm-hmm. he, right away he goes to God, and, and God knows this, but, but it's therapeutic. It's right to go to God and say, these are the problems in my life. This is the thing we talked the other day about that brother I worked with whose wife was essentially, you know, murdered. And, yeah. uh, uh, and, and we were talking about that in our whole life. She was abused. I mean, this poor woman. This man was married to a woman her whole life. She was done wrong her entire lifetime. And, and now he's got some things right in his life. And he, but, but he's been there. He was at this place. He was using some of these words. You've been there. I mean, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what it was like for you when you guys had your kids laying on the floor and stuff coming out of Cameroon and trying to get to the French-speaking side and to get away from uh, all those people trying to kill folks and stuff. Uh, but you're, you feel like in your life is – that's probably the closest you've ever been to the grave – in your mind? Um, probably just close. Well, yeah. yeah. I think the day Charles was killed, I felt pretty close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it says, I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am a man that hath no strength. And so you're counted with them that go down into the pit. Biblically, who's been down in the pit? Wow. Um are you asking me a trick question? No, Joseph's been down in a pit. A lot of people have been down in a pit, right? Oh, you're talking normal pit. See, I, I, I'm, I'm hyper-analyzing your question. <laughs> myself. Yeah, I mean, you have people who are put in, you have David. There's people who have been as far as the pit of depression. Um, multiple, multiple of God's servants were there. Yeah. And, you know, we've all been down in the pit, haven't I we? Know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, so I'm, I'm like those people down in the pit. And you know what the pit symbolized a few thousand years ago? You know what was going on there three or 4,000 years ago? The pit was jail. You put people in the pit, you covered over the top, you spit at them, you did all kinds of things on top of them. 
They were mm-hmm. animals. They were no good. And, and he's sitting there and said, I'm counted with those guys. And then he says these words, Stephanie, and certainly we've been there. I have no strength. And uh, mm-hmm. I, re- I remember, Stephanie, so many of you don't know this, but we talk about our medical issues and stuff. We tell you guys everything. We're just, we just feel like you people are part of our peeps. You're our family. And so when Stephanie had COVID, it was like a month before COVID was COVID. And Stephanie remembers that well. And, mm-hmm. but this guy's going on. So I remember we would call Stephanie and say, and the brother I'm next to from Media Lifeline Ministry, if you need media, if you need graphics, if you need uh, podcasts, if you need websites, if you need anything media, call Media Lifeline, my buddy Cody Stinson. But Cody, I remember when Cody was home, uh, uh, and, and by the way, he just passed me his card, support at medialifeline.net. This is brought to you today by Media Life. So there you go. But anyway, make sure you guys go to medialifeline.net. But I remember this, Stephanie. I remember you telling me I can't get up off the floor. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think her son Daniel had brought her the phone or something like that. And, I, and you said, I can't get up off the floor. So the day that our nation announced we had a problem with COVID, I was where? I was in the emergency room in Greer, South Carolina, getting an IV with 103 fever. They told me I had pneumonia. They told me, or bronchial pneumonia, and I had the flu. So it sure looks like COVID. I don't know. But this is what I know for sure. You know, when you're weak, when you have no energy, what is life? Yeah, it feels pretty fragile at that point. Yeah. And so that's where this guy's at. And there's some people listening to us today and say, I'm right there right now. You know, let's face it, if you believe, uh, you know, people, about one out of 15 people right now are suffering from COVID in this country at some level or another. And I don't know whether that number's right or anything, but there's people who are weak. And you may be weak because you have cancer. You may be weak because you have eight kids. You may be weak because you live around knuckleheads. I don't know, but you got to do what this brother did here and go to God. That's what's going on here. I'm counted with them that are in the pit. I have no strength. Free, uh, free among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, who thou rememberest no more, and they are cut off from thy hand. And, and you know, here we go again, Stephanie. This guy is one negative dude, but here he is, and he's saying, I'm like the dead, man. I'm like in the grave that you guys aren't going to remember five minutes from now. Mm-hmm. You know, and we all want relevance. You know, we, we, we all... You know, this guy's on the other side of relevance. We all want to make a difference for God. We all want to make a difference for life. We all want to make a difference in those types of things. So you want to make sure you do that. But then look at verse 6. Stephanie, this will mess you up too. Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit in darkness and in the deeps. That's a pretty bad place to be laid. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a real deep, dark place. Now, I went down, I tell this to people, but kind of kind of freaks me out, and I don't want to take too much time, but years ago, I was in uh, West Virginia, and a guy took me down in a mine. And so you get on this elevator, if you can imagine this, Stephanie, and somewhere between this trolley car that takes you out to this elevator, they take you to a control room. And, uh, uh, and, and in a control room, you take an elevator down to another control room, and they're looking at where people are digging coal or mining coal all over the place. They have lights in vain they have number of souls are in different holes and they're digging up coal i mean it's crazy but we went inside that room and for the first time in my life i knew what dark really was you know what happened he shut off the light in that room and let me tell you what happened uh i didn't know whether i was standing up or sitting down 
I didn't know whether there was gravity in the room or not. I didn't know what was going on. There was no light. There mm-hmm. was absolutely no light, nothing sneaking in, no anything. And uh, I got to feel that this is how kind of how this guy feels like things are going on. And thy wrath lieth hard upon me, and thou has afflicted me with all the waves, Selah. And, and thou has put away mine acquaintance far from me. So I have no friends anymore, Stephanie, is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And, and you made me an abomination unto them. I am shut up. I cannot come forth. And then in verse number nine, mine eye mourneth by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called up daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hands unto thee. You know what he's saying? My situation is bleak. My life is upside down. Now, what is the good thing that old Haman's doing here? What's what's good that we can get out of these first nine verses? Wow. Well, I think um, just the, the idea of stretching your hand out to God and, and just looking to him for help. You know, I mean, when we're at rock bottom, there is nowhere, can't get any lower if you're already at the bottom of the pit and having to look up. Um and looking, to, you know, the Lord sometimes I think puts us in those positions or allows us to be put in those positions where we have nowhere to look to but him. And that's the best place to be probably. Probably when we're in the bottom and all we can do is look up is probably when things can start being good for us. Yeah. And I, I think we need good. And uh, I wish I had a little more good. I ate this uh, beef pork stick that they sell out here at a self-serve store at Media Lifeline, and uh, they, you know, they're in a rental office space here, and it said with ghost pepper. Now, I did not know that that would take a layer of skin off my intestinal tract. I just got to be honest with you. I didn't know that my stomach was going to have a hole pop through it right through to my belly button. I thought it was just going to be a little bit warm. And uh, But anyway, wrapping this whole puppy up, enough <laughs> about my stomach, enough about the ghost pepper beef and pork stick that looked like a hot dog. I thought it'd be all right. and uh, but, it, but it goes on and it say, mine eye mourneth by reason of affliction. And that word affliction, uh, that word affliction, what does that word carry with it there, Stephanie? Wow. Affliction, I think, comes with the idea of it's something that's ongoing. Um, it's something that's, it's not just a one-time event. It's something that's an ongoing pain, an ongoing issue that you're dealing with. Um, which is, you know, when we look at the rest of this Psalm, I mean, you don't get to the place of, of saying the things he's saying, unless you've, you're in a constant state of feeling this way for a while. You are, you are. And, and, and friends, I don't know what your affliction are. We all have them. I don't know what you're going through at home. I don't, I don't know any of that. I know that what Stephanie and I have been through and you guys, it's well-documented Stephanie's story. And uh, losing her sweet, dear husband, the missionary martyr of our generation, uh, hero, all those types of things. But but then at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Stephanie's still there driving on. At the end of the day, she's still out there motoring on. At the end of the day, no matter what's going on with Heman over here, uh, he needs to drive on. Uh, mm. No matter what's going on with Doug or any of you or any of that, we need to drive on. We need to go to the Lord that cares. We need to, Lord, I have cried daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hands to thee. So what can you do when you're down in that pit where it's so dark, you don't know whether it's up or down, where life is sideways? Well, you know what you can do? You can reach out your hands to God. You can call out to God and say, God, I can't do this anymore. God, I can't live like this anymore. 
God, I need you. Do you remember that time you stretched your hand, Stephanie? In 30 seconds or less, do you remember stretching your hand to God in Cameroon? Yes, I very much um, remember crying out um, in ways I never had before. Um, yeah. That was pretty most wor- the worst rock bottom place I've ever been. Yeah. Well, folks, listen, we don't have to stay in rock bottom. You can be like Stephanie in Cameroon. You can be like Heman over here. You can stretch out your hand to God, reach out to God, cry out to God. And when it becomes about you and God, there's no better place on earth to be. We sure do love you, folks. Hey, give us a call. Give us a shout. And, and folks, if Media Lifeline can help you out, make sure you visit them at medialifeline.net or drop Cody a uh, letter, Cody Stinson, at support at medialifeline.net. We love you, folks. Get a hold of us real soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.